Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome to the Women Empowerment Series and... It's Women Empowerment Month, and it's Women Empowerment Day today. Oh, yeah. I have two amazing guests on, boss ladies, international women, okay, from Hey Lair, Ala Koretsky and Marina Romashko. I love it. Perfect. That was perfect pronunciation, bravo. We did a good session before. I'm so good. I'm so good. Ladies, thank you so much for being on She's All Over the Place. It's such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. Such an honor to finally be on your show. I know it's been like many months in the working from the first time we met in December. So super happy to finally, you know, come on here and inspire others and educate and, you know, talk a little bit about Hey Layer and how we got here. 1000%. And I love the name because I also think it's such a catchy name, but you also sold together. That's like, I've always been thinking how much you're doing. It's a cool name, but also it's like very inspiring how many things you manage to do and be successful at. So thank you for having us. We always get inspired by you too. Thank you, Marina. You're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so first let's deep dive. Like, Ala, where are you from? Like, tell us your story and how did you get to Florida? (laughs) Uh, yeah, it took a few turns to get here. Where uh, where am I from? Where am I not from? So I grew up in Uzbekistan, which is former Soviet Union. When we left, we, it was still Soviet Union. So I came to America in 91, March of 91. Came here, I was around eight, turning nine years old. So we came here as refugees. Uh, we escaped you know, former Uzbekistan because we weren't able to practice our religion. So my mother's Jewish, my um, my father's not, my father is half Buddhist, half Christian. So really grew up with a lot of different religions in the house. There was, you know, back in Soviet Union, there was no religion that you could really practice out loud. So we kind of just, you know, celebrated big holidays across all different religions. So yeah, we came in 91 um, as refugees. Uh, our, we had some family members in Philadelphia. So that's where I grew up. That's where I spent um, from basically eight, nine to 20 years old. Went to Drexel University, um, went into their design program, was always very artsy, sort of was always very creative, always loved fashion. You know, ever since I was young, I I said, you know, I remember when I was 14, 15, I told my parents that soon I'm, mo- I'm moving to New York and I'm going to be working in fashion. <laughs> so I kind of declared that really early on. And I made it happen. I came to New York when I was 20, um, started working for Versace showroom. I was a sales intern. Then, um, you know, a few months later, they wanted to hire me. I went into branding and more of like showroom sales, managed three different collections versus at the time Versace Classic and Versace Sport. Love sort of working at seeing the process of how fashion gets into the hands of main consumers. Um, and I really saw how the buyers were like the gatekeeper, right? They were the ones that were making the selections of what was going to be going into stores. So seeing them, I said, well, this is the path I want to take and um, winded up transferring and sort of transferring my credits. And I finished at a private fashion school called LIM and was, you know, that was my path. I wanted to be a buyer. Where's the private fashion school? It's in New York, in New York City. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So I came to New York at 20. That's I met my husband at 20 years old. We've been together ever since. I'm almost 41. <laughs> uh, so we've been together, you know, 
for a very long time and he was really always like very supportive and in whatever career choices I was taking he knew that I was always very driven and like always had passions and projects and yeah so I, I stayed at the buyer I after Versace after finishing school I wind I winded up um, going to Atrium which was like the top de- denim destination in New York City Broadway and Bleecker uh, became the head buyer for their denim department and like managed over 350 brands saw sort of the evolution of e-commerce and um, sort of how technology was going to impact the way we uh, buy clothes, the way we see clothes, the way we meet new designers and sort of find out what the trends are. Was always sort of very interested in trend forecasting, always kind of saw two steps ahead of what's what's going to be next, what's going to be popular next. So that's why like being a buyer for me was sort of a mix between the creative side and like being analytical because you can still, you're like, okay, this is what I assume the trends to be. These are the designers. These are like the things that I should be looking out for. I would find these designers. I would get them in stores for First, and then by like really looking at numbers, I saw how, you know, it, it kind of like the, the fruits of my labor paid off. Right. So I, I love that, you know, that part of the business um, got into e-commerce social platform, got sort of my feet wet into a startup scene around 2008. So was part 2009, more like it. So it was part of like first e-commerce social sort of platform. Loved the whole startup scene, loved how there's an idea on a Tuesday and it's, you know, in, in reality by Thursday. So like you, you don't have to go through the corporate sort of, you know, uh, figuring out sort of what is the next step. So you can play around, you can experiment, you have a voice that it can be heard. So um, decided to stay sort of in startup space and joined the team sort of what was one of the first employees from Bloom.com, which was a first subscription box company um, in New York uh, for parents and kids. So really my job was to grow the entire sort of um, merchandising department and bring in and like find new innovative brands, sort of recruit them, bring them in. And really what we were offering is like marketing, like product placement opportunities. So uh, being able to sort of communicate and grow with them and provide feedback and, and allow them to really sort of gain some insight on like how the product was used and distributed and, and you know, fi- figuring out if there's new uses for the product. So really kind of working with individual brands and helping them grow and sort of expand on their marketing efforts. So I stayed with that company from like start to acquisition. They got acquired by a Norwegian company that has like licensing deals with uh, Dr. Seuss and Baby Einstein. And they really loved sort of the subscription business model. Um, and they wanted to sort of replicate it for, for their own sort of licensing boxes. So they, I believe they did Minecraft and Dr. Seuss boxes and things like that. 2018, really, I had to realize like, what's next for me? And, you know, always had this entrepreneurial sort of bug in me. And I'm like, do I really want to go work for someone else? And, you know, things, I'm a big believer of things aligning itself with the right people at the right time. And, um, you know, we got together, Marina, Gary, who's our CTO and our co-founder, um, who's also actually my younger cousin. Some people know this, some people don't. But uh, yeah, he gave me a call and he said, why don't we come together for this meeting? So I met Marina and we just started brainstorming ideas. And um, yeah, and that's kind of how Layer was born. I can get a little bit into that, but I think Marina, you should introduce yourself. 1000%, 1000%. So excited to hear. I'm so, that's how we connect on so many multidimensional levels, but specifically with fashion too and the fun. So we can dive into that more. But yes, Marina, where are you from and how did you get to Brooklyn? Okay. 
Yeah, thank you. I love hearing Ala's story. I want to go to Uzbekistan. That's my personal. Uzbekistan, did I say it right, Ala? Uzbekistan, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is my actual personal on my uh, bucket list. Uh, so I'm originally from Belarus, Minsk, and I was born and raised there. So I came here when I was 22. I'll be 45. So I feel like I'm half New Yorker, half Belarusian. I think I'm a second Belarusian American after Gary V in the NFT space. Yes, I think it's okay. I can be a first female Belarusian American and he can be a first male (laughs) Belarusian American. Good good energy, good blood, right? There's a lot of, there's an abundance of energy. There's a space for everyone. There's no need to compete, right? Learning a lot from him. But I think, you know, so my story was, uh, you know, I actually graduated from radiophysics and electronics. And that was like my first job in US and New York where building computers from scratch for $10 and extra money I made at Penn Station selling coffee for $5. So came to New York with $300 by myself. So that's, I'm, I'm really, honestly, I love this country. I live American dream. Coming with nothing, knowing nobody and literally living every dream I had. And honestly, Leah, it's something as crazy I even couldn't think of. <laughs> that, that went beyond of my imagination, right? So I, I started in the computer science, moved to project management in 2000. Uh, in, <laughs> oops, calendar. <laughs> We're so busy over here. We're just so I know. busy. I know. No, no, Ali's stage is not going anywhere. So I think I did a lot of corporate job and really I think one of my talents, it's really focused priorities, project management strategy. And when recession happened, I kind of left corporate, traveled and kind of started my own business where I was doing more of productivity coaching. And that's what I've been doing for the past 12 years before I start actually layer technologies that we met with Gary and Ala. I used to be Gary's business coach. He did really well. We just became more friends, stay in touch, always. We want to do idea together. And he introduced me to Ala and Ala and I, we instantly liked each other. It was a very, I think for women, it's kind of, I'm not sure, maybe for men it's important too, but I feel like, okay, if I have a co-founder, I have to feel connected. If I'm not connected, and you, you spend so much, much time together you know i think when ala called me after 7 p.m i'm like come on we're waiting we we have to have other friends we cannot be just talking to each other you know let's just expand our networks it is actually essential and i think we've even built a company like this kind of who do we bring to companies that we feel aligned you want to bring diversity you want to bring different people but overall like values and attitude about life right so yeah and so we were I was doing uh, full-time my first business and then I did part-time layer, but eventually I think starting May uh, last year, we all started doing full-time. Web3, full-time. Yeah, it's like it got like very, like we got huge acceleration happening really fast. And I think right now it's kind of like, this is what we do. This is who we are. And we know it's just the beginning. So, but yes, that's my story. So now I live in Ditmas Park. It's been almost 11 years. I love it. I love my trees, love my nature. Neighbors. I love cats. We have a lot of great cats. <laughs> so yeah, and you you know that's pretty much it. I do travel a lot. That's why that's why probably I think I'm for so long in New York because I spend like two three months a year traveling. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. It's so beautiful. A uh, couple things. One, when you said uh, it's all connected, it, it, my clocks. It was eleven eleven 
Yeah, of us being on here. We're so connected, 1111. I know you're into numbers. Can I see a number? Yeah. It's your birthday. Exactly. And then also like listening to your diverse, our diverse backgrounds, like where you're from and we're just, we're all three from different places, but we're all, you know, orthodox, right? We're all orthodox. Like it's so cool how we can have such dynamic, different backgrounds as unique beings and souls, but then we're connected in so many different ways. You know, not that it's right or wrong. It's just, we have that synchronicity. And I like to honor that because it's been very rare that I've gone along my journey where it's like, I've met other people who were like Orthodox Christians, you know? And so like, I'm, I'm very spiritual, but I honor that we all come from different nationalities, religions, different parts of the world and how, you know, we can learn from one another and share stories and befriend certain kinship. So I, I'm really honored to know both of you and have you on the show and hear your stories and hear, have everyone hear who you are and, and how the cross came of Haylair. So going into Haylair, what is Haylair? Uh, I'll take that. So Haylair is a one-stop platform for managing NFT campaigns at scale. So we're focused on making it super simple for any creative or brands to transition into Web3. Um, so essentially, we provide a no-code solution. Uh, we offer um, free or gasless minting to reduce sort of the barrier of entry. Uh, we offer customized like storefronts. So basically like a credit card checkout. So that was another big thing. When we initially started with Layer, we were, um, when we started back in 2019, we created a sort of a decentralized Dropbox solution, right? Where we're super easy. You can add a document on the chain, on the blockchain. And we were super early in figuring out that this was the future, right? This is before sort of the hype of the NFTs that happened in 2020, right? So we saw that this was the future. This is the future we were transitioning into Web3. This is where sort of the, you know, humanity is heading into. And, but we saw major like pain points, right? With the current solutions, the process is super complicated. You know, by the time you figure out sort of what chain you want to work on, if you're a creative, if you are an artist, if you're a brand, uh, you have to figure out how to set up your wallet, how to purchase your, your crypto, transfer it into your wallet. So then you can create your NFTs or you can buy the NFTs and things like that. So so the process was super complicated. So Marina and I come from a non-technical background. I'm probably, you know, more non-technical than, you know, than Marina. Google and hours of learning. <laughs> <laughs> so the user experience was like super, super important for us, right? So initially when Haylair sort of was born, we were, okay, how do we make the process of putting documents, right, on a chain in the simplest way possible? So we created this drag and drop functionality and right click and mint, right? So with that, people just understood, like, you don't need to know how the iPhone works. I think Marina has sort of used that analogy in some way, but it works. You don't need to know how it works. It's simple. Like my two-year-old can pick up an iPad and from day one you have to use it. But you know, the, the magic happens in the back. So we've built essentially this platform that enables anyone to come into Web3 and start interacting with blockchain, to start minting, to start growing their NFT businesses at scale. So because we're built on stacks, blockchain, and I can get a little bit into what Stacks is, we essentially have very minimal gas fees on our end. So our transactional fees are very minimal. So we're basically uh, covering that and making it a bit, like making it free for anyone that's minting on our platform. Okay. And real quick, because I just found, I mean, it, it's for us because we're getting 
fun with the language and stuff. Um, there are so many people who just don't even know what's going on. So even if it's been said again on the podcast, we're just going to say it because we have to keep saying it until it's familiar. So for example, there was this girl who came to me and I've known her for over six years and she found out from like these Wall Street guys, she comes from this high society and she found out from these Wall Street guys like, oh, like you need to have so much money to make your NFT, blah, blah, blah. And you mentioned, oh, there's no gas fee. So for all the artists and the people who are entrepreneurs who attune to the show who are listening, Allah is saying there are no gas fees, which means you as an artist, you as a human can mint your NFTs on Hayler and pay not $1. You don't have to pay money to mint. There's no gas fees for you. So that's the um, the lingo when she talks about gas fees. And gas fees essentially is just transactional fee in order to uh, mine a token. So it's the fee that actually the chain takes in order to process that transaction. Yeah. So same way as a car needs gas to go, you need gas to mint um, and, and create a smart contract or smart token or so that, yeah, thank you for, for I know we're like so into the space that sometimes I have to kind of step back and uh, realize that not everyone is um, familiar with all the terminology yet. And then the yes. other thing I have is because you're non-technical, right? So um, I'm wondering then, because it came up for me a couple times, maybe the listeners wondering then, then who is building that for the team? Um, so Gary comes from a technical background. So he's been like, he's the kid who was, you know, when he was a teenager, like, you know, breaking down computers and rebuilding them. So he's a technical like genius. He's really the visionary uh, behind layers, saw sort of what blockchain technology was going to do for the world really early on. Um, you know, he, he's the guy at the dinner table who's like, have you guys heard of metaverse and real, you know, I remember him speaking to my husband about metaverse and real estate, selling real estate in the metaverse, literally like five Five years ago my husband's like like what is he talking about but he's that guy right innovator so, yeah dope. Yes, love yeah. that love that very cool yeah so and he had a company uh called brooklyn.co so he had a company for many years where he's been uh building apps before apps were even a thing. Again, you know, it was always sort of very forward thinking. Um, he, you know, sort of came with a team. So he had a team of engineers and developers that have been with him from, you know, seven years, seven, eight years that are now uh, working for Layer. So um, yeah, he's our technical, our technical genius. Yeah. And, and like, it's so cool. He came to you as a loving family member and then everyone got together. So he is standing and empowering women, you know, and he is definitely I think he was visionary. And I think Allah and Gary also wanted to work together. We had this kind of interesting triangle. Allah wanted to work with Gary. Gary and I wanted to work together. We needed idea. And we also we were very he was visionary. And I think we even didn't know anything about blockchain. But intuitively, both of us, you know, felt okay, there's something in it. And I think both of us followed our intuition. And I've seen also Gary like growing in the past like seven years when we went coaching him being forward thinking so I think this like this female intuition we're like okay we don't know what's a blockchain but wherever Gary is saying he's saying the right things let's follow that and I think it was the right decision and he's a great teacher he's a great teacher too he knows how to present information if he's passionate about something mm -hmm. thank you for sharing and the key word that I heard 
heard you say twice just now, actually, is intuition. And so, you know, for the listener tuning in, you attuned and you followed a flow of creativity and intuition. So that's remarkable because some people don't know all the answers. They don't know what's going on. And it's like life. We don't know what's going to happen. But you show up, you start messy, you make it happen and it'll reveal itself. But following that flow of intuition says something really beautiful. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. That's part of the leadership, I think, in being in an NFT space, only knowing 30% and having courage, having courage just to go no matter what. And I think, Katie, you're doing this a lot as well, because you were in space before even us, before layered technologies. You've been here for a really long time. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. And we get to learn and grow together, which is so exciting. Okay, so Ola, you were going to dive deep into something before I stopped on the gas thing. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, so I just wanted to touch up sort of what are special sauces. So we essentially help anyone to get into this business by like helping them, giving them the superpower tools to sort of grow their businesses, their NFT businesses. So essentially you can enter and start experimenting without the gas fees. You can have customized storefronts. Um, So essentially like imagine, you know, if the same way as you have like a website right now for your current business, except now this business, everything inside this, like you can have a separate NFT section where the digital assets that you already have, the IP that you have for your brand um, can all be um, NFTs. And so we make that process super simple. The credit card checkouts was another big thing. Being able to, you know, again, set up your wallet, figure out how to transfer the crypto into your wallet is a complicated process. We're still super, super early in this. We're kind of like at that dial-up stage, internet dial-up stage, right? So until technology gets better, we have to kind of blend Web2 tools with, you know, and help people enter into this new ecosystem. So credit card checkout was super important, meaning that now as a creative, you don't have to, you can now sort of offer your art and to your current community that doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily in crypto already, right? So you, it's a, with a simple uh, link to the website page, with a simple link to the NFT page, they can now just in seconds check out with a credit card. Once that you purchase the NFT, there's an email that comes to you and that says, claim your NFT. And at that point, we walk you through the process of how to set up your wallet. So our goal is to essentially push people into full decentralization, into Web3, but you know we have to kind of take a step right so we kind of internally where we consider ourselves almost like web 2.5 because we do use a lot of web 2 tools you know with emails and logging in with email and you know email notifications and credit card checkouts and things like that but once you are versed and once you have your wallet set up we can then sort of educate you and that's a bit very big component for hey layer as well is education so we're educating everyone from creatives to collectors to brands to marketing agencies everyone right now is kind of trying to figure this out there's no like you know sort of there's no wrong questions like whatever question comes to your mind you know you can reach out to us you can we're very active on twitter discord um instagram you can find us at hey layer and we have like a dedicated team that's that's here just to educate we actually are holding uh an educational seminar tomorrow but they're going to be happening every week and so we have creatives that are just coming on board collectors if you're if you have any questions if you're just curious if you're you know you're, you're you've heard about this thing but what is it where we hold free sort of seminars uh last week i think justin was on for two and a half hours and we even didn't promote it was kind of crazy 
amazing. He got like 10 people and it was just posted、yeah. on Twitter and newsletter. It's quality over quantity. And I'll have the Discord in the show notes and I'll have the Twitter in the show notes. You know, if this is still like a lot and too much for everyone because it's new, you know, like、um, I can do an email intro. You can contact Hey Lair on the Twitter, on Discord, or like through their website or an intro of an email. And like when you're going to do it, if you're stuck, you don't know how. Like, just like you mentioned, Justin, the internal tech team, the community is so supportive to show you like steps like one through five, like what you have to do, you know, to make it very simple for you. And I think it's really amazing that you have、uh, what you're saying, like, a, you know, like the, the hybrid in between going full crypto, because the thing is, on a psychological level, it supports people to get to one thing, to get it, to play with it, and then they can keep going instead of just like so traumatic, all or nothing life and death. It's like it's a way for people to like jump in, but at no risk, but to get in. And so you were saying stacks, and it's on.、Uh, and then, so first, let's talk about stack, and then it's going to segue into how it's a part of Bitcoin, which、yeah. is new for me because before I was just only with ETH, right? Ethereum.、Yeah. And so I just want to say, like, I know I am one of the very first pioneers, especially being a woman, just in general, to be doing NFTs on Bitcoin. So, like, that is so cool to me. Like, this is like really, we really have cool. have a t shirt because there's not too many women who is doing NFT on Bitcoin, by、right? the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's so cool. But let's talk about that a little. Like, what is Stacks? So, Stacks is an open source blockchain network. So, and it leverages the securities. Of Bitcoin. What it means is that if you imagine Bitcoin as a big sort of highway, right, that has its blockchain. So Bitcoin is the sort of the blockchain that is, has the biggest market cap. You know, it's essentially sort of the, the gold standard of, of crypto, right? So Stacks is essentially a network that is built on top of it. So it's in, essentially, instead of、uh, like starting from scratch, Stacks extends the Bitcoin with. Like new functionalities. And it just makes it like more robust, I guess,、uh, by adding like apps to it. So、um, the apps and different sort of smart contracts. So again, Gary was super visionary and super early in recognizing Stacks as the right blockchain for us because when we were just starting to build layer technologies, we needed to figure out what chain we're building it on. And you know, he was, he got into Bitcoin really early on. And so he saw the advantages and he saw. Saw how this was going to be sort of the gold standard. So, Layer essentially focused on new generation of NFTs on Bitcoin that's built via Stacks. So, the market is for Stacks is growing super fast. And you know, some of the advantages、um, essentially is that it's safe and secure. So, Stacks transactions settle on Bitcoin. So, meaning that it's the most secure、uh, chain in the world. Also, sustainability is key. So, minting NFTs on Stacks doesn't require、um, any like new energy expenditure because it recycles electricity already spent on mining Bitcoin. So, again, low gas fees is another big advantage. So, we're trying to you know, make the Barrier of entry non existent and available for everyone. There's also a new thing, which is Bitcoin yield、mm-hmm. generating NFTs. 
So again, because of the unique relationship within Stacks and Bitcoin, you can create NFCs that provide Bitcoin yield, meaning that as you're creating NFCs on Stacks and stacking them, meaning like you're locking them in for a certain period of time, you can earn Bitcoin rewards for it. And then, you know, for us, it's the community is, is amazing. We, we're actually the first um, Stacks Accelerator cohort graduates. We went through their like very, you know, it was a life-changing accelerator program we did it for three months this was last summer summer of 2021 it's really within the three months it kind of formed you know we we've pivoted we we realized what's working what's not working with the product market fit they connected us with the best uh, mentors in the industry these are people that are writing books on topics that you know are just sort of relevant connecting us to legal and marketing geniuses and PR companies so advisors and investors speaking of genius I just feel so like lucky and blessed like whoa what a cool time to be alive like this is so cool like this is definitely history in the making I mean seriously this is and anyone tuning in this is just like whoa like above everyone's (laughs) head and it's all good we're here to learn and grow together that is so cool thank you for sharing all that um and then so just talking about more of Hilaire, um, it was just announced recently a couple weeks ago that not only are there photos, but now you're taking videos. Can you talk about the audio and video that people are able to mint their music and other forms of this? Like, I know you hooked me up with like um, a film crew. So um, on, I'm in a, I'm in a Twitter space with a film crew, Josephine. So uh, what's up with, uh, you know, filmmakers? There's a lot of voiceover artists, like filmmakers. Uh, musicians, how can they mint on Hey Lair? Yeah, so um, Lair is uh, super new. So we launched uh, December 10th, uh, 2021. So we're, you know, a little over two months. So kind of we we were looking at a roadmap, what's important and what's next. So um, we have so many features, so many, you know, sort of developments that are coming up. And maybe Marina can talk a little bit about that. But we wanted to start with sort of JPEGs, but we knew that working and uh, with creatives and, and being able to offer them different types of formats and files. So we knew that video was next. Um, So that launched two weeks ago, and now we should be launching audio um, NFTs in in about two weeks. It's in testing right now. So we're constantly growing. We're we're listening. We're we're looking at your feedbacks, um, and we're growing right along with you guys. Yeah, yeah. We have we have a great Discord community and I think also, you know, Ala and we have like a whole like a business development team who speaks to brands. So we listen and actually it's what's amazing. We do have a main product, but we right now have users like brands, artists, collectors who actually talk back to us and saying, hey, this is what will work for us. This is what will be better. And I think it's an incredible thing as Ala mentioned at the beginning, her love for startup. Oh, there's an idea. We decided to on Tuesday, Thursday, it will be executed. Well, maybe it takes us a week. <laughs> Sometimes things build overnight while we're sleeping. I think we actually have incredible tech team. I just want to give a shout out to them. So one of the senior developers, I, I was kind of, well, this is a crazy business. It's exciting. We're building a plane or a like rocket ship. We're flying it. Everybody learning how. And now we're getting attacked. Not us, but Solana. Remember, there was like a huge attack. And you know what he said to me? Marina, don't worry. If something like this will happen we will handle like i am like oh my god you like our warriors of uh layer 
technology. So it, it is a great team that builds really fast. And I think the funny thing with for whole new features that are coming up, I'm not sure if we're allowed to talk, but I think secondary market is happening. This is a big one. And I think, you know, we're doing a lot of like uh, bulk minting that you kind of, you can mint at scale. So you can mint like 10,000, uh, right? And ten, like, I think first one, it will be 1,000, then it's a 10,000. Then um, anything else, uh, API integration, this, which is huge for many. And it's important for both, I think, for creators who, you know, I think there are different kinds of creators. And I think it's important to mention so that people don't feel like, oh, I have to mean 10,000 NFTs. I think it can be somebody who is like an incredible painter. And maybe once a year, she, he wants to mean 10 our art pieces, and that will be it. And I think this is wonderful. And then this is their strategy, correct? And then there are some people, I think, Katie, like you, you have, I think you building a brand around NFT. So you manage in a business and, you know, we will have analytics tools for that. You know, soon we'll have also storefront, which means like it can look like it is your own NFT platform. So it, and it will be easy to use and you don't have to do anything in the back end. Yeah, I love all that. And I'm so grateful because like, you know, um, when all and I met at, um, you know, our Basel, NFT Basel, what? On an all women panel, Brittany from Stacks. And we're gonna, um, we're not just like, like flying over Stacks here. Um, in a couple of episodes, I'm gonna have Brittany on from Stacks. And we're gonna go in depth what Stacks mean. And so we can educate and share more with you. So I, I got you covered here for the person tuning yeah. in. And, you know, I have um, with the Hailair team, we, you know, we have a strategy, you know, we talked, we brainstormed, and then we, um, Marina, um, you know, came up with the strategy. And as an artist, it's like so amazing, because we're so isolated, we feel so alone sometimes. And it's like to have like Hailair and the team and people who like really care, and they want to like hear you out and honor you and put your best foot forward. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a painting, it doesn't have to be this, it can be, you know, it can be anything, it could be your poetry. I mean, we can consult and talk about more things that it can be, but it is for everyone. It's something to play and try with curiosity. And the so we decided, you know, through 2023, we're doing a collection every single month. So a couple are out now, the 11 pillars of Katie Chinakis, and then the love month one with poems with, you know, really rare Polaroids that were by um, the original Polaroid that uh, the company Polaroid discontinued in 2001. They're super rare that I did with my friend. And I'll have those in the links below so people can see uh, the vibe of like what a collection looks like and like the platform yeah. and everything like that. I really want to talk about Women Empowerment Month and the collaboration you're doing with Stacks. And um, you invited me, thank you so much, to be a part as one of the artists with other women to empower us and yourselves and Haylair um, in the collaboration with Stacks. So uh, what is this about? Can we talk about that for a moment? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, we had a very successful event with Satoshi, our first drop. And what we saw is that how women are great at working together and collaborating, how they show up, how they deliver. And also it was a great response in terms of like they had a bigger outreach. It's brought a lot of attention as well. Like kind of people got educated about Haley, about stocks. And so it was almost like a very natural, organic relationship for us because I think Stacks actually reached out to us and said, you, Haley, did such an amazing job with a Satoshi. Should we do something even bigger and more amazing and have more women on like a metaverse and celebrate them and also bring more of like attention to the art and attention to Stacks and attention to Haley so more people will know and more people can participate. And of course, International Women's Day, it's about celebrating 
women, right? And then also empowering women. And I think with Satoshi, I know for a lot of artists, what we've heard, they said a lot of women saw them doing what they did, and it's actually inspired them to get into NFTs. I also hope, you know, we're not just going to celebrate artists. There's going to be a lot of different people, women who's in Web3, because there's so many ways you know, women can step in into Web3 with different roles. You can be a marketing person, you can be a PR person, you can be an educator, you can be CEO, look at Ala, she couldn't imagine it. Two years ago, that she will be she will be the coolest person in the world, CEO of this hey marketplace on Bitcoin. Yeah, right? and like, uh, and fashion is the next booming thing with NFTs on the blockchain. I mean, so, and I mean, I come from a fashion background, went to school and just obsessed and so and you know have friends and stuff so all and I and then one of our first brainstorms were like yeah let's like onboard and curate you know it's something we can look forward to for like medium term and long term goals so I'm really really excited to dive into that too yeah so much is it will be a big event in LV space metaverse and it's also women uh, co-founded amazing person who we support and she's delivering great work and Ala said it's one of the best metaverses out there right Ala you kind of you did your marketing research space. Yeah, so she's it's pretty incredible. I've been kind of, you know, scouting around for other spaces. I met some amazing. Um, I'm going to just give a shout out to uh, Nico, which I met at also NFT Basel. She's a co-founder for Queendom.io, which is another woman uh, metaverse. Um, I think there is, you know, some calibration with her going forward. But um, we worked with Danny uh, at Vspace um, for the Satoshi campaign. Um, really sort of amazing platform, uh, really great way you know you don't need expensive vr um glasses to sort of go into the space you can have just a regular desktop or a laptop computer and you can navigate the space see the nfts um you know walk around the nfts meet the artists you know we have basically for march 8th like an entire two-day uh social event that's going to be planned but the event uh the space itself is going to be open that entire week through friday so you can have a solo experience come in and experience the space on your own but we're kind of inviting everyone um for March 8th, uh, we're going to have panel talks with, you know, key industry, uh, amazing badass women. There's going to be a DJ or DJs. This is all sort of, you know, we're finalizing a lot of the details this week. There's going to be um, close to 30 artists. There's going to be sort of the Satoshi Satoshi artists. Uh, so Satoshi D2 essentially are coming back and, and giving their own interpretation of what it means for them to be a powerful woman and sort of going with this theme. We have a collaboration with Love Films, which is a company, um, also another woman that I read, uh, that I met a few months ago. So the project is called Female Filmmakers and the Female Gaze. And so there's essentially 18 female artists um, from around the world that will pay tribute to female filmmakers. And so uh, part of the proceeds, in addition to them submitting the art pieces, part of that will go to a fund to create a film that will sort of give the outlook of uh, female gaze. So it's going to be female-focused uh, crew. And uh, some of the proceeds from this entire campaign, 2.5%, will go towards Just Love Films that will help uh, mothers uh, like have some kind of support, some financial support um, during the time of 
them having the babies. There's no maternity leave in Colombia. And so where a lot of these artists are from. So, you know, it's a it's going to be an amazing sort of or, like an event that's going to just empower. We're here to support. We're here to educate. And like Marina said, it was just amazing to see all, all the women come together for the Satoshi. And we just wanted to recreate that and honor them and amplify sort of, you know, Stacks community and bring the Stacks ecosystem into this event as well. Yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm super psyched. <laughs> Wow. I mean, sleepless nights ahead of us. This is so impactful. It's like, I mean, I feel I'm in my brain. I'm like, yo, we need to like run ads in Hollywood to like, let them know what's up. You know, Um, this is, this is beautiful. I'm so excited where, um, where everything's going, the direction. It's so, so great. So wrapping up here, uh, I know you gave some shout outs. Um, Is there anything else you want to leave with the listener? Any else, any other things um, you want to share before we sign off? I hope, you know, I think I want to encourage more women to come to the space and even when they feel very scared and there's not enough women out there I, I just think it's just like we're creating right now a new world it's web 3 and if there's no women then it's going to be another one something created without us and so I just want to inspire like even if you know 30-40% and you're like oh I'm slow I'm this I'm very slow and I'm still a co-founder of a company right and so just inspire everybody do it at your own pace take your time uh, we're all very early and and it's kind of feel what they say feels the fear and do it anyway or wherever the expression is I just feel we need more women and you know and also like if you feel like scared maybe find companies who already have women and maybe reach out and um, you know we, we've done a lot of internship for our company like we had women who came to us did internships and then stayed with us we actually do have I think like for tech company we have like 45% of women great great and it, you have, um, if people want to contact you about maybe internship to get into the brainchild yeah. that's going on there's opportunities for women that's yeah. great thank you cool uh Allah, anything yeah just you know be curious right i tell this to my kids all the time just be curious question and just don't be like afraid to experiment and just get your hands dirty right um it doesn't have to be perfect you you're probably gonna fail but just be curious and question and then we have so much information at our fingertips that, you know, even if you spend five minutes a day watching a YouTube video, right, you know, a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, you're going to be that much more knowledgeable. So yeah, just follow your curiosity. If you have, you know, in any way, sort of some inclination of like, okay, well, this might be interesting to me. I think there's enough women, especially in this space, we're all about supporting each other and helping each other grow. Like every time there's a panel talk or anytime I can invite someone in to offer their expertise or anytime I we can bring someone in in collaboration. We we try to be woman focused, and you know it's it's there's plenty of we like we need to build our tribe, right? So let's build it together. Yeah, and you know um, also just you know go to the Haylair Instagram and Twitter if you have uh, those platforms and follow who they're following, see what they're re- retweeting, see who they're communicating with, and get involved in who they're communicating with because then you're on a healthy train track for good information and. Ethical information instead of like all the other stuff that is out there that's just going to get more spammy, you know. And then also, I know there's a Twitter Spaces that happens every Thursday with Haylair that's like NFTT, so um, people can tune in there if they're you know hip on the Twitter Spaces. 
And it's free. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to just say one more thing. If you're an artist, I want to suggest just start somewhere and it's no get, it's free. Just mint and experiment. I love what Allah said. It's like, don't even like spend hours of reading or anything. Just go and mint. You have art, just mint, see what's experience, share with your community and get response. I think it's like the quickest, easiest way to get into NFTs. Mm. And I think he definitely has all of the tools for it. And better yet, just to add to it, because it's so easy to check out with a credit card just buy your first nft support another creative start putting together a digital nft collection Uh, with us dropping secondary market um we're really sort of we're really curious where it's going to take us in the next month um you know we're trying to sort of build a platform where we can provide ability for people to essentially make money and make you know make more money i know there's in secondary markets uh, artists generally make about 40 percent more on on the original price so we're here to you know not just inspire but hopefully bring in um income for you guys so start experimenting yeah i love that because then then you don't feel like on the other side of the fence if you collect an nft you're like you you kind of feel more connected so you don't feel disconnected you're like oh i have an nft then you feel more part of like inside the circle of what's happening okay and i I just have to throw it in there because i I saw on the newsletter something about uh metamask ethereum so uh what's what's going on there yeah so where are we're trying to play nice with other blockchains and we're here to to inspire and get more people into the space. And we understand that, you know, Ethereum and sort of got their um, NFTs sort of space early on. So they build, you know, a bigger audience there. But uh, with gas fees, sometimes four or $500, it's really hard for people to stay in that space. So, uh, but we understand that a lot of people do have their NFTs already minted on Ethereum. So right now, first step for us is to essentially give the opportunity for anyone to log in with their MetaMask wallet and to see all of their NFTs, whether they were bought on Stacks or um, on with with Ethereum, whatever marketplace you're using. So right now, it's being able to see all of your NFTs on layer. But then, you know, sort of down the road on the roadmap within the next few months, we're hoping that you're going to be able to have the flexibility to also mint on different chains. So essentially, have Ethereum-based NFTs and being able to push them to other marketplaces. So right now, we're building bridges within Stacks, other marketplaces, and being able to show Ethereum NFTs. Um, but the goal is to have the flexibility and to give people choice on um, which chain they would like to um, mint and sell on. Well, there we have it. Marina, Allah, thank you so much to you and the whole Halair team. It's an honor to connect, have you on the show and be a part of this growing community together. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next week on She's All Over the Place. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thanks, Kitty. Ciao. 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 Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kitty at Key. Over and out.